2: Welcome to the show, and guess what? I am live from CSC in Delaware. By the way, happy to tell you, this company will be receiving the prestigious employment award at the gala in this April, April 14th as a matter of fact, because they really do hire people. They don't just talk about it, they do it. But today is especially important to me because, as all of you know, we have been celebrating this month National Epilepsy Awareness Month. And many of you that have followed my career know that something that's very important to me is young people. And today we have a great star on the show because we have with us the chair for the Youth Council at the National Epilepsy Foundation, Miss Kristen Scotty, and before I say anything more, let me just tell you something. She's the real deal, folks. She is the real deal. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Um, it's great to be able to to talk to
3: you today. Thanks.
2: Well, it's great to have you. And folks, listen to me. If you have an affiliate out there in the United States, you better have a youth council. I'm telling you that now. You better have young people. On your board. And if you're a nonprofit, you're not connected with us at all, you're missing out if you don't include youth on your board. Kristen, what I wanted to ask you first for all of our listeners how how did you first become involved as an advocate in the world of epilepsy?
3: Well, Joyce, I had a seizure. So I was about 12 years old sitting on my mom's bed watching the lights flicker through the fan, coming through the window and um you know my eyes started twitching and you know and wouldn't stop and you know it all started from there so I had a handful of seizures you know and and one of the the big things is you know my mom went and talked to the nurse at the school you know just to make sure that she knew what to do um you know the nurse had no knowledge of epilepsy none whatsoever so you know my mom kind of thought things out, you know, sought information out, contacted, you know, what's now today, the Epilepsy Foundation of Texas um, in Houston, and, you know, was able to get information, you know, got a videotape and actually went and taught the school nurse, you know, about epilepsy and about, you know, what could possibly happen if I had a seizure and first aid and all of that. So, you know, so for me that was my my first involvement, you know, with epilepsy. I didn't know what epilepsy was, had never seen a seizure um, you know, didn't know how to how to handle seizures in other people, you know, or anything. So, so that's what what started everything.
2: And folks, this is why. And Kristen and I will be talking about this later on. As you all know, I am a woman living with epilepsy and the chair of the national board. But I am not ashamed that I have epilepsy, and neither is Kristen. And that's why we talk about it. You have to. T- I mean, it's amazing hearing her talk. No one knew about this. Thank goodness for her mother and for Donna Stallhut down there, because I'm going to tell you, it is always the mother of a child with a disability that brings passion like you have never seen before. But when that first happened to you, I'm sure you were afraid, Kristen, right?
3: I was. I was. I, I didn't know what you know what was happening, and so I think my only knowledge about seizures or epilepsy were, you know, about grand mal tonic clonic seizures. You know, seeing just seeing someone on the ground and 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 convulsing. And so, you know, when that was happening to me, you know, I didn't have any knowledge about non convulsive seizures, you know, and and things like that. So it was a it was a big, I think, turning point just in my mind about things that were out there and things that that were happening.
2: And you know what, that is another reason, by the way, I think so many people. Don't talk about epilepsy in the right way. See, here it is, folks. Everyone thinks tonic-clonic, better known to you as grand mal, that that's epilepsy. Right. That's a seizure. But do you know that complex partial seizures and obstinate seizures, that there are more people that have those than have a tonic-clonic seizure? And so what I'm meaning by that is then when people have these other type of seizures, they don't even know they have epilepsy. Because they're not falling on the ground having a convulsion, as when I have a seizure, I do fall to the ground. I do not have a convulsion, but I have the first part. But for people like Kristen or people just sitting at an office that maybe they're just staring off into space for a few seconds, they, too, have epilepsy. It's just people don't realize how many different types of seizures that there are. Well... Kristen, we're really lucky that we, that we, and I should say Texas first, got their hands on you. But um, how in the heck did you become involved with Donna and the epilepsy affiliate in Houston?
3: Well, thank you for that. Um, I, you know, when my mom contacted them, you know, about a, about a video and, and about all of that, um, the first thing that she was told was about Camp Spike and Wave. And, um, and, you know, Camp Spiking Wave is a week-long residential camp you know, near the Houston area for kids 8 to 14 with epilepsy. And so, you know, she, she was just told about the, you know, the importance of, of, you know, that camp. And so when I was 13, I was a camper at Camp Spike and Wave, and it just kind of stuck with me. You know, I was a camper for the next couple of years, and, um, and then when I was old enough to be a counselor, I really felt the need to go back. Um, you know, and, and like everybody says, you know, give something back. But it, it was more than that. It was you know, I wanted to be like my counselors were to me. Um, you know, I, I wanted to give hope to someone and, you know, to just to make a friend in somebody that might not you know, might not have any friends.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: so, um I was able to go back for a couple of years and be a counselor, you know, and then I went up to went up to school, you know, went up to college and um, you know, and ended up coming back back home from from school. And about four years, you know, after, excuse me, that first time I was a counselor, decided that I just needed to go back. You know, I needed to get involved again. And um, 2005, and so you know, it just it hasn't stopped since then. Um, you know, I went back as a as a counselor and was able to to be in a cabin again. And um, you know, and then the next year was an assistant director with camp, and you know, volunteered throughout the year and just. Really enjoyed my time, you know, not only with the with the clients and the people with who we worked with, but you know all of the staff at the foundation. And so, um, you know, just was able to kind of kind of snake my way in, you know. And um, and now I'm just I'm lucky enough to be doing what I, you know, I told myself when I was 13, you know, what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, you know, I I wanted to to run that camp, you know, I wanted to be able to teach people. Um, how to be that person for someone you know Mm -hmm. how to be um, that role model for somebody else and so that's um you know that's that's my involvement
2: well let me ask you this what impact did those young people have on you
3: oh more than you know and now i realize it's probably more than i had on them so you know i mean just just knowing that um, you know their struggles and what they were going through, um, you know, at back at school and at home, and and being able to, you know, be there for them was great. But just knowing, you know, knowing that I was there for them as well was um, just kind of changed the progression. I think of, of where my life was going, and um, you know, and I've I've talked to some some campers um now that you know i was i was a part of um their camp experience and you know they say the same thing and so it's just kind of a a full circle moment and it's it's the best thing i've ever been involved in
2: yes and it has become pretty doggone big down there in texas hasn't it
3: it sure has <laughs> um camp started out in let's see 1991 was the first camp spiking way with 40 kids and um you know, nurses in cabins as counselors, and, you know, and it was, I can imagine, an adventure. And so, you know, we've now grown to, this summer we're hoping to have 180 kids, um, and as a volunteer counselor staff of about 75, and then our medical staff as well. So, you know, it just, it keeps growing, and, you know, 180 beds is all we have, you know, for campers. So for us, that's that's an amazing feat for us to grow that large. So, you know, we've, we've got to start thinking about more camps, you know, to, to get all of our kids in. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and that's one of the seven camps that we have throughout the year. So it's it's been a, a great blessing to be able to have the support of the foundation,
4: knowing that
3: this program is so important. Um it's it's wonderful, and, and Donna started it out that way. Um, you know, she realized the importance of it, and has just been able to keep it going and and expand.
2: Now, now listen here, Kristen. How many camps did you said you have? How many do you have?
3: Right now, we have seven. So we have two week long camps in the summer. Uh, Spike and Wave is the eight to fourteen year olds, with you know about 180 kids this coming up this summer, and then Camp Kaleidoscope is our fifteen to nineteen year olds. So our teen camp and um and that's on the smaller range it's about 90 um 90 kids we have the, and then i guess five more weekends throughout the year and where are they located where are these things at we have some in the Houston area and some in the Dallas area
2: okay so, so whether you're you can whether you are in Houston or Dallas you can still attend this camp
3: exactly or anywhere our service area is um you know we also have a waiting list for people outside our service area so wherever you are it's worth you know giving us a call and and um, learning about it
2: you probably heard her mention they have a waiting list think about that (laughs) young people wanting to go to camp but can't go that might be why you should send a check to the epilepsy affiliate of texas because this is so important what they are doing it is And and we're going to talk about that more, as a matter of fact, when we come back from our break. But if you just joined us, you are in for a real treat today. We are talking to Christine Scotty, who is the chair of the National Youth Council for the National Epilepsy Foundation and an employee of the Epilepsy Affiliate of Texas working for the great Donna Stahlhut. And we are so honored to have Kristen with us on the show today. We're going to go to break, but then we'll be right back. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, and that includes young people, at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Kristen.
0: you <laughs> If you can't put down a good mystery novel, you'll want to check out Mystery Matters with Fran Stewart. Each week, you'll hear from the top mystery writers of our time. From suspense thrillers to forensics, you'll explore all of the categories that make a great mystery work. Not only will we discuss the secrets of the story, but we'll go behind the novel to sort out all of the pieces of the puzzle. Broadcast live each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Mystery Matters, where murder is an
5: An ordinary sunny day, an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids, and they were doing nothing. They were couch slouching, they were rug imitating, and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by, when suddenly... Huh? Huh? Hey guys, that's a personal foul. Inactive activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back, Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties, let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids.
0: Don't get a lazy penalty.
5: Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's
5: Joy Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have you all with us today. As we celebrate National Epilepsy Awareness Month, I am so honored to have as our guest today Ms. Kristen Scotty from the National Epilepsy Foundation Youth Council, actually the chair of the Youth Council, and she is just an awesome individual. But, you know, I don't want to take up all of her time. I know some of you may have a question. I think we have a caller on the line right now. Stacy, are you on the line? Hi, this is
4: Vender. Yes, this is Stacy. How are you? Hey, Stacy, how are you? I am good. Oh, I got to tell you,
2: Kristen. I haven't talked to Stacy for a while, but she is a national youth leader. She is. And it is so great to hear your voice, (laughs) Stacy. Thank Thank
4: you. you. Oh, yeah, I'm calling you from college. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to call and say that I thought that. I can't believe that you guys actually have a National Youth Council. That is the first. That is the FLC Foundation is so great. That's the first time I've ever heard of something like this for youth that has for um, youth youth with disabilities on a national level to actually speak up and speak speak out about their disability and... um, what they want to see happening in the world. And I just wanted to tell you that I think that you are doing amazing, amazing, amazing work.
3: Thank you, Stacey. And, I mean, and it's great for us, you know, and to have the the support of the national office, you know, and and when this started, um, just the vision of, you know, Tony Coelho and Elizabeth Goldberg and, you know, and the whole Epilepsy Foundation, um, you know, as a whole, to to know that it was needed, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that we're, you know, the future for them. So to just take the initiative to do that was, was wonderful for us.
4: Exactly. And like I said, I've never heard of any other foundation out there that does this. So I think that I think that the FLFC Foundation is gonna be one of the one of our major leaders in youth involvement and um you know, just getting youth to speak up and speak out about their disability and talk about it.
2: Well, thank you so much. And mm-hmm. Stacy. get Stacey, I am in Delaware. You are? Yes. I am live at Computer Science Corporation in Delaware doing this show. I, am and, in uh, I just want to tell hey, that Stacy <laughs> attended the Bender Leadership Academy. Now she's in college. She also has a disability. Um, but she really is trying her best to do work and be a leader for young people uh with disabilities. So Kristen is a great person for you to get to know, Stacy. Mm-hmm. That uh, what,
3: wonderful. Yeah,
2: uh, Kristen, what is the email? Your email?
3: My email. It's a mouthful, um, and and anybody can contact me as well for camps. Um, K Scotty, and it's K S C H K A D E at F-T-X, which is E F T X dot org.
2: Okay, one more time. Slowly. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and you can also go to our website. That's um, org. So e f t x dot org, and you can find my information as well as um, just everybody at the foundation. Well,
2: wait, that's a good. www.eftex.org. Uh-huh. E f t x foundation,
3: org. Texas.
2: Yeah, and and just like you, Stacy, and. Anyone else interested? If you go there, you can get Krista's information and find out about our National Youth Council. Amazing! Thank you. Hey, Thanks thank so much, Stacy. Nice to hear your voice. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I'll, I'll see y'all later. All righty. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. You know, um, I'm going to repeat that one more time. www. Go ahead.
3: Oh. Dot. E. F. T. X. Dot. Org.
2: In case you want to send a check, listen. You know, you can't do these youth camps without money. Right. And the more people that we can impact and help, you have future leaders and you have young people that have a life, that become independent, Mm -hmm. that have something really to look forward to and that will not be left out and left alone and possibly get involved in not only the wrong thing, but you know there are so many young people with disabilities who have attempted suicide. So I'm telling you, this is really important. So, you know, if you have time, send that check. I'll never forget when, and Stace, I'm, uh, Kristen doesn't even know about this, but at one of the Kids Speak Up policy institutes, I like to go with the young people. And, by the way, I still will want to, Kristen. I know they'll want to stick me out there, but... I'm going to want to be with the young people. So I go with the young people, um, and, and they like to play games, get something to eat, and then we even do a tryout for my radio show. And they have a fabulous magician that they've had. And the first time I met Kristen, here's what I noticed. There were all these young kids around her, and they were saying that they were bored and they wanted to play another game. And, you know, a lot of people at this point would say, come on, get over it. You're in D.C., you know, please give it up. Here she is standing there coming up with all these games, playing them. I remember that. I <laughs> that, saw you.
3: That was an adventure. <laughs> well,
2: you did a good job at that adventure because I remember thinking, oh, how'd she ever think of all those things? But you know what I'm referring to, and you know how much hope that does give to young people, and that is one of the things I wanted to talk about, Kristen mm-hmm. for families listening to the show, how important do you think it is to be involved in the summer youth camps?
3: well for any child um, for any child camp's an important step in social development and independence, so when you 've got a child that has special needs, you know whether um, no matter what special need that is the Effect of camp goes well beyond, um, you know, making friends and building a campfire and you know and all of that. I mean, it is it can truly be a life changing step for them. And so, you know, just the social impact, you know, and and being able to go to camp and do all of those things that their friends are able to do or their their brother and sister. You know, our kids, you know, kids that are having seizures. You know, on a regular basis can go swimming, um, you know, can do the ropes course, can get on a horse, you know, as long as they're done in a safe way. We've got plenty of kids that, um, you know, I had one little girl that desperately wanted to go to her fifth grade swimming party at the end of the year. And she was told that she was going to have to wear a life jacket in the water and was devastated, you know, and, and didn't want to be different. And so she, mm-hmm. didn't, you know, she didn't even attend. And so, you know, we're able to take um, you know, a ton of kids and and get in the water. You know, without life jackets and just let them play. You know, all done in in the safest way possible. Um, you know, so we show them that everything they want to do, they can. Um, you know, we can find a way for them to do that in a safe way. So it's it's just so important to their their self esteem, and then they're able to go back to school. And if somebody says they can't do something, they're able to say why not. Uh, when before they they would just accept that and, and it would make them feel different. But now they're able to advocate for themselves. So that's that's one of the, the biggest things that I've seen, you know, with our summer camp.
2: And the other thing is, I agree with you, and the other thing is, as you mentioned, you know, sometimes when you have a seizure, you have epilepsy, you know, you may feel alone. Mm-hmm. But when you go to this youth camp, guess what? Welcome to my world. You're meeting all these other people that also have right. seizures. And all of a sudden, it's like you're not the only kid. You're not the separated child. You're like, hey, well, I have that, but I play football, or I have that, mm-hmm. but I do these other things. And then, as Kristen mentioned, if you're listening, you're wondering, oh, my goodness, how do they let them swim? You know, if you're wondering about all this, they have lifeguards, they have volunteers, they're closely supervised, and... They have doctors on site. Am I correct?
3: We do. We have. Um, we actually, for Camp Spike and Wave, Dr. Gary Clark, who's the head of pediatric neurology at Texas Children's Hospital. And so, you know, one of the main reasons too why we've grown so large is we have that doctor support. And so, when you've got doctors talking to their patients, telling them about how important this is, you know, that's that's really the main reason why we have you know grown so large is because we have that, you know, and and they are so excited um, that there's a, you know, there's a doctor there, not only, you know, for things that come up or seizures or, you know, the little things that happen at camp, but also that our kids can can go and ask questions and, you know, and and pick their brains, you know, all the medical staff, you know, and that's a big reason why they're there too, Um, just so our kids realize that, you know, the doctors aren't off limits you know that that they are people and they can talk to them and and really get to know them outside of the you know the appointment hospital doctor setting
2: right and you know everything everything about this is so wonderful because as kristen alluded to before you know sometimes parents can be overboard protective and there are some children they've never been anywhere They've never been to a sleepover. They've never been anywhere. But listen, if you're listening right now, you're going to get older. And then what happens to them? Right. Someday they're going to be looking for a job. And it's going to be a whole new world because it will not be a world of pity. It will not be a world of dependency. And that is why these things are so important. Just the ability to get out there and be independent uh, you know, and be away from home. I think that is so important, don't you think, Kristen? Well, it sure
3: is. And for you know, for plenty of our kids, you know, it's the first time they've even been to a sleepover, let alone gone for a week. Um, you know, and and a lot of my job is spent talking parents into it, um, which you know is wonderful for me. Then to see that child at the end of the week, you know, and uh, you know, and that parent understanding. How important it really was, um, you know, for them to, to let go and be able to trust someone else with their child. And it, it does a lot of other things. You know, then the, the family is able to have, um, some respite time, you know, some time to spend with, um, you know, with a spouse or other children, um, you know, because children with special needs tend to, you know, get a little bit more attention or, or, you know, it's a bunch of doctor's office or doctor's visits and things like that. And so, it it ends
2: up helping the whole family. Okay, and listen, once again, I want to tell you if you're a parent of a child with epilepsy and you're thinking about the camp in Texas, any youth camp, it's the best thing you can do. It is. Remember what I do. I employ people with disabilities. And if you are not used to being independent, you're going to spend a life being unemployed. And with that, we're going to go to break for a minute, then we'll be back with our dynamic leader, Ms. Kristen Scotty, the chair of the National Youth Council for the National Epilepsy Foundation. This is Joyce Bender, America's voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Kristen.
0: Over there, over there's the water, whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks, teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter
4: sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me.
0: I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who will be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-472. 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back. Welcome back to the show with Ms. Kristen Scotty, who is our chair of the National Youth Council for the National Epilepsy Foundation. And Kristen, I wanted to ask you now, I have had, I'm going to skip down and ask you this okay. one question. Uh, I have had young people who are bullied terribly. Yeah. I have one young girl uh, in Colorado who has been bullied nonstop. I, and I want to tell you guess who she had lunch with the other day? Who? Michelle Obama. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, telling her about. And she told her about bullying and, you know, what she's been through because she has been brutally bullied. She was at some event, and she sat at the table with the first lady. But many young people with epilepsy and other disabilities, they are brutally bullied and made fun of constantly at school. And I just wondered, you know, do you hear about that in your youth camp also? Every
3: day. Um, You know, we hear about it every day. And so, you know, we have children who come into camp and, I mean, I'm pretty sure 100%, you know, of them have been bullied at some point. But there are, you know, children who it's, you know, it's a a constant bullying and it knocks them down so much. So, you know, when, when we get to camp, you know, I have a zero tolerance policy for bullying for anything that is remotely close. Um, you know, to bullying. And so the the best thing, though, about that situation, you know, is if we do have somebody at camp that is bullying someone else, we're able to immediately not only squash the bullying, but take that child and really get down to the bottom of why, or, you know, the, the reason why they they are bullying. And, and typically it's because they're bullied so much at school that they get into an environment where they feel like they have some power. So, um, you know, not only are we able to stop the bullying, but we're able to really get down to what's going on, um, you know, and, and possibly help that child, um, you know, through that situation.
2: Okay. So what is wrong? What is wrong? Do you think it could have something to do with, like, Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and texting? I mean, it seems, you know, I'm, I'm 55, and I know bullying has always gone on don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, it seems so well, much worse. I, th- I think that it's
3: um there are so many avenues now to where you can you can bully. Um it's not just school. It's not just the playground. You know, it's it is it's Facebook and MySpace and blogs and emails and you know and everything like that and texting. And so you know the the children that will bully now realize they can do it from anywhere. Um, you know, and if and if their parents aren't aware of it or don't, you know, see the big deal in it, then it just, you know, it continues or, you know, or the schools and and that kind of thing. And so I think that's why we're seeing it a lot more. And I know, you know, growing up, I mean, you know, I I think we can all say that, you know, to a point we might have been bullied, but you know, it was it was hard on me as well. And I know that, you know, every junior high child um, you know is going through some form of bullying and it's just it is it's sad that it's it's going on everywhere now but yeah I think that's why it's running rampant
2: and listen I'm going to tell you if you're listening to the show and you're an adult and you're saying come on kids will be kids and you just have to deal with it and You know, you just have to grow out of it and you just have to put up with it because that's just a, like, right of, you know, adulthood, learning how to put up with it. I'm not talking about what you may be thinking of, like just teasing a person. Right, there's a fine line. It is way past that, folks. You know, when I spoke in an epilepsy affiliate in Connecticut, a mother told me there about her son who at the age of 15 had kids hitting him in the head saying, Hey, come on! Let's see a seizure. Let's see one happen. You okay, know, or or about a girl in Alabama that every day at school they call her seizure freak. Yeah. Okay. So here, so let me tell you what's happened with some of these young people. They have attempted suicide. So I'm telling you, this is serious. If you're listening to the show and you have a young person with a disability, a child, you need to be aware of this because. It is evil now. It is that when the kids go home, there's never a place to escape because now they're on Facebook, now they're on Twitter, now they're, you know, on being text messaged. And that is why we need people like Kristen, like Stacy that called in earlier, like the young people from my Bender Leadership Academy, but it's going to be Kristen and this National Youth Council. Hey, we're not putting up with it, folks. We are not, and we are there for you. And actually, uh, Kristen, you are live on Twitter while we've been doing the show. And a question that came in for you is this. Um, give me some help. How do I deal with it when I'm being made fun of every day at school because of my epilepsy? Talk about
3: it. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's, that's the biggest Impact that we see not only you know with camps, but just working with youth is if you're able to learn to talk about it, um, you know if if you're able to become an advocate for yourself, then they tend to leave you alone because you know they're they are going for those people that don't stand up for themselves and that they that that can't, but we can. You know we can we can talk to people, and um you know, and I would say don't feel like you're you know ratting anybody out or out or telling on someone go talk I mean tell the teacher, tell the you know cafeteria ladies, the counselor I mean anybody who you know will listen to you and just you know tell them that it's you're not wearing your feelings on your sleeve, you know that this is a problem that um that this is not good for you. You know, and just to be able to express that is the most powerful thing that that anyone that's going through bullying, no matter what it's for or what it's from, um can do for themselves. You've got to get to a point where you can you can talk about what's going on.
2: that's right, Kristen. And you know folks, our national celebrity chairman is Mr. Greg Rumberg from the TV show Heroes on NBC. He plays the part of the police officer. His son, Jake, is a person living with epilepsy. And Greg and Jake are committed to us, and that is how we started the program called Talk About It, because Greg believes if we all talk about it, more and more will help reduce the stigma. Right. So so, so you can even go, by the way, to the EpilepsyFoundation.org to read more about this, talk about it, or if you're in Texas, once again, what's your website there, Kristen? Right, it's um, www.estx.org. All right, and let me just say something about this. A lot of young people, when I ask them, you know what they say, they're afraid to tell anyone because they're afraid of retaliation. Right. Or they're afraid they'll tell a teacher and the teacher won't do anything. If you are listening to me, and you are a young person being bullied every single day, you've got to tell someone, mm-hmm. okay? Pick someone you trust. It could be maybe a different teacher. It could be your gym teacher. It could be the guidance counselor. And, if, and it doesn't have to be at the school. Guess what? It could be your minister. It could okay. be your rabbi. It could be anyone or it could be a really good friend of yours. It could be their mother or father. Right. But don't keep it a secret. No one should have to be in shame. And, hey, if you run of, out of ideas? You know what you can do, don't you? <laughs> Jay Bender at com. Someone has to know what's going on. Don't put up with it because... Kristen, when they say to me, oh, but, you know, my friends, they think that I'm really, they think I'm really weird when I have a seizure, I say to them, who said that was your friend? Exactly. What do you think about that, Kristen?
3: I Well, I think that that is, that's so true. You know, if, if there's somebody that can't, can't accept you for, for who you are, then I don't know, you know, you don't want them in your life anyway. Um, you know, and if you've got one person, whether that's a sibling or a parent or somebody at school that's on your side, you know, that's wonderful.
2: Wonderful.
3: You know, and to be able to find that person is is very important. Very important in your life.
2: And you know. You can even call me, call the radio show. I'll listen to you because I'm gonna tell you right now and I wanna say this again. If people make fun of you and are making your life terrible, they are not your friend. They are not the cool ones. You are. You're the cool one, not them. We've got Kristen Scotty, We've got Tony Quello. We've got Alan Fennega. We've got so many people out there who are either NFL stars living with epilepsy you know, or, or people that were in Congress or people like Kristen, a successful young woman. But what I'm trying to tell you right now, there are other people out there. You need to meet them. That's another thing. If you, wherever you live, you should go to your local affiliate and ask them what I mean, the chapter in your city with epilepsy, the office, and ask them what they do with young people. I mean, you see how much they do in Texas. You've got to call. Got to do something. Don't be quiet about it. And with that, we're going to go to break. And then we'll be back to close the show with Ms. Kristen Scotty, our star, the chair of the National Youth Council for the Epilepsy Foundation. Don't go away. We'll be back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where young people matter at voiceamerica.com.
5: Son, we got to talk about drinking. I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough.
1: Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big
5: deal. Don't yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real.
1: I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count, minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk, which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
5: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 472 5788 Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters,
5: here's Joyce Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. Hey, we've been talking to you, Kristen Scotty the... Head of our youth council, the chair for the Epilepsy Foundation. And so, if you know some other young person you're thinking, Oh, I wish they could have heard the show, remember these shows are archived on voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com. So, you can go back and you can listen to them. I want to thank CSC for allowing me to do this show live from their facility. No surprise, they're always so wonderful. Uh, thank you, Leanne Thomas, for arranging all of this, and Trish, you are both fantastic. Um, Kristen, the National Youth Council, why do you think that's important to the Epilepsy Foundation? Oh, it's, it's so important. Um, it, we
3: have to get youth involved across the country. And so for our affiliates to see that the national office is um, excited about having youth involved is um, is what it takes you know so i mean we are we are a group of uh ten or so young people from across the country and you know we try as as hard as we can to to get the word out about you know education and because through education you know there's the stigma that is dispelled and there's you know all of the people with epilepsy are um are start, you know people are starting to self advocate and so for us we need youth involvement everywhere um you know we we've got to have it at the local level because you know we we can't come out and do a you know a program with your youth um we we can if you know if we're available and it's semi close you know but it's much easier to have you know to have your youth and you get to empower people with epilepsy and and friends of people with epilepsy and family of people with epilepsy to be able to do that on that level so so for me i think that's most important um reason for the National youth council you know is just to be um a guide to to the the local groups that are really doing the grassroots work um you know and that are that are really talking to the people with epilepsy and and helping them
2: well, Kristen, I agree with you so much, but look at you, you have done so much i ha- I have to ask you. Who was your role model? Someone had to inspire you to be so confident in this great leader that you are in America for young people. Who was that?
3: You know, and I I had to think about that question for a little while. Um, I I come from a a line of strong women, you know, and and my mother and grandmother and great-grandmother. And, um, you know, and I I think that 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 just helped shape my ability to, I guess, um, you know, advocate for myself. But that took a long time. Um, you know, I was very unsure of who I was growing up and very self conscious and um you know and, and to a point unhappy sometimes and but I, I really think that um my my main role model now really what keeps me going um are the kids that I help. Um the kids that I serve because you know I'm able to to watch, you know, a, a child that you know might not have use of the whole right side of their body um you know climb up a ropes course and feel like they can fly um and that helps me fly you know it it just it it keeps me going not only because i real you know i realize what my impact is with them and what i'm doing but just what they can in turn do for other people you know if i'm able to do that for them so um so i think i mean i think that they've they've become my role models
2: well as a woman living with epilepsy, and the chair of the National Epilepsy Foundation, Kristen. I just want you to know how much I believe in this National Youth Council and everything you're doing, You know, even when you're talking about these kids being your role model, that is what it is all about. That really is. So I understand what you mean, and I'm just proud of you. Thank you. But you have already done so much. Holy cow, you have so many accomplishments at such a young age. But I'm still going to ask you, if you had to name one thing, what would you say, Kristen, in your life up to this point is your proudest accomplishment?
3: Um, and we just had a family camp this weekend, and I, I was able to, to talk a lot to this young woman that I'll tell you about. Um. And my proudest accomplishment is the individual impact that I've been able to make. Uh, the first year that I was a counselor, I had a young girl named Ashley in my cabin, you know, and just becoming her friend throughout the week um, and really seeing her, her grow. Um, I knew or I thought that I had made an impact on her. You know, I knew that she would made an impact on me. But um, last year, I was able to reconnect with her um, you know, just just a small world. But uh, she came out and was a counselor for us this past summer. And to see her then be able to make an impact on someone else um, because of things that I had done years and years and years ago was so special to me. Um, and so, you know, and we were able to talk and, you know, and she made or I made just as much of an impact on her as she made on me. And um for us to to be able to talk about that and and to know that's what happened was was amazing. So I think just getting to know her and um and really opening up to the experience. That first, you know, that first year I was out there and being ready for that experience was was wonderful.
2: That is so what is her first name? Her first name is Ashley. Well, good for you, Ashley. That <laughs> is great. That is wonderful. Um, And you know what, Kristen, if you can impact even one person's life like that, that is worth more than anything. Right. That is a great accomplishment. So, Kristen, what message would you like to leave today with our listeners? If you had one message for them, what would it be? Just that youth have a voice.
3: You know, whether it's youth with special needs, disabilities, um, you know, anything – Youth have a voice, and we we have to listen to that voice because if we don't, there's no future um you know there's there's no future for organizations if they don't value the opinions of um the young people that they work with, and so just being able to ask you know ask their opinion and and make them feel special and useful is so important to holding on to them. Um you know they're they're going to be the future board members and donors and um you know and and parents and so to just make them feel special by by listening um i think is is one thing that is so important
2: that is so true and listen her message is so powerful because if you don't listen to youth, guess what else. You'll get wrong information. You won't know how to deal with you. Right. How can you know how to deal with your children or with other young people if you don't ask them? How? I mean, you, you won't know because, folks, things have changed. Times are moving. And with social networks, with the culture change, with all the things happening, if you don't take time, I don't care if you're a corporation marketing a product. I don't care if, you know, what it is. If you don't include young people and listen to their voice, you will make a huge mistake. So, uh, Kristen, once again, I am so proud of you. We are proud to have you as our chair.
3: Thank you. I'm I'm
2: proud to be in that position. So, and, if- and also, I just want to mention, you mentioned Elizabeth Goldberg. Yes, Elizabeth. We are also proud of what you did to get everything going.
3: Oh and for you know, and for Tony Coelho and. And the board at that time and, you know, and everybody else involved, you know, we're we're very thankful for that, too.
2: Yes. I remember being at that board meeting because they were talking about the group, Evanescence and Amy Lee. hmm Yes, and I remember how excited Elizabeth was. And then I remember one of the adults saying, well, what is effervescence? And that's why I said, this is why we need a youth council right here. There's right. <laughs> Keep up with the times. Yes. There we go. So anyway, yes, Elizabeth, you did a great. Ashley, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And today it just has to be Tony Coelho who said one of the most important things for the Epilepsy Foundation is the success of the National Youth Council. I agree. Kristen, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Good luck to you. And listen, you heard her talk. Get in touch. Make a donation. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you next week.
1: Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com.